part of it is elements introduced into your lifestyle. So I think one of the things like we also talked about was like uh, oxytocin too. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things like that, man, like a hug, like not even kidding you. Because oxytocin is most associated with like feelings of like love. Right. Um, and you think about like Maslow's like hierarchy of needs or for people who are unfamiliar with that, essentially it's a pyramid. And uh, at the base of the pyramid is like one of these needs that you have, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for your your human being. And at the top of the pyramid is like also one of the needs, but it's not as foundational as uh, you know, like what's at the at the bottom. But let me pull this up because I remember it. I just don't remember the order. Mm. So. Uh, at the base of the pyramid is your psychological needs, like food, water, I'm not psychological, physiological, mm. food, water, warmth, you know, stuff like that. Um, second is like safety. Then like in the middle of the pyramid, which is like your third highest is like love and belongingness. So like if you're eating and you like, you're in a safe space, like now what? And so if you have like low oxytocin levels, it's like, yo, you want to feel love. You want to feel like you belong. Like mm-hmm. to be third on this like list of needs, like it's really important to have interaction socially to like, you know, hear people call you. Like that's why one of the more damaging things you can do, or I shouldn't say damaging, but like negligent, even unintentionally, mm-hmm. is when somebody's like, I'm going through depression or I'm really hurt, or I'm really down. And you'd be like, hey, just reach out to me if you need help they're probably not going to reach out to you. Yeah. If they were, then they would have reached out already, but they can't yeah. even help themselves. So it's mm-hmm. imperative that you reach out to them because yeah. they, they, they need a lifeline. Yeah, because I mean, I, there have been times where I've, where I've been uh, depressed and I don't say anything until after. Yeah. And 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 I've had people say multiple times, why, why, like, hey man, just, just call me if you need, need to talk or whatever. It's not that easy. It's not that easy, and I like, and and these, there's been times where people have said this to me, it, having experienced it for themselves, and that's that's the one thing that um, I think confuses me a lot is is how people that have experienced depression yeah. uh, uh, can view it that way, where it's just like just just reach out to me, like you know, just like I know. Mm-hmm. it's not it's not something that that i can just do you know um and and you know it sucks for the people who do know that and, and don't do differently or better mm-hmm. um for the people who don't know that like it is extremely important that you understand like when people are going through depression like your motivation to do basic functions is extremely low and it does affect you on a physiological level. Mm-hmm. Like your mental state, as we talked about with dopamine, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel good, even without the aid of caffeine, you're going to do more. You're going to be more productive if you get your second wind, right? Mm-hmm. Your mental state strongly affects your physical state. You know, we talk about people who might be hypochondriacs and it's like, yeah. oh, you're just making stuff up. Like, no, you can literally cause yourself to be sick just by thinking you're sick. I was just about to ask you about that. Like, what's what are some of the effects? Um, like I've seen it with myself, but like, what are the what are some effects that that come along with depression 
and anxiety. Man, so like with depression, like mentally or physically, um, you can definitely induce like stress hormones. You can definitely cause uh, what they call oxidative stress. So like certain chemical processes that go on within your body, um, man, you can cause those to go like negatively, Mm -hmm. right? It's like a car. Um, I love using metaphors and examples to explain things to people, especially for people who can't necessarily see this YouTube video, but hear the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's driven a car before, you know that your um, speedometer is showing how fast you can go. Next to your speedometer is showing how many revolutions per minute, you know, things are turning in that engine. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing called a red line. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go into the red lining zone because your engine is going like overboard right now. Mm-hmm. Now, temporarily, it might be okay and you can drop back down. But if you stay in that zone too long, you cause damage. You can overheat, you can blow something, you mm-hmm. could burn or melt something you could pop something you know you you could cause leaks and bursts and and all type of things internally the reason i point that out is because why is the red line existent why can you go there Mm. it's natural for you to have the ability and the option to go into this zone Mm. however you also need to be aware of it so you don't go into that zone depression and anxiety is you going into the red line, you're able to quote unquote use willpower, right? That's just a generic term we use for like pushing yourself past things mentally, you know, like unlocking things physically, right? Like I'm feeling mentally at this state and I can ignore these things and, and push past like physical boundaries. Cool. Like you might be able to do that purposely, purposefully, excuse me. But like when you have depression and anxiety, like some of that stuff isn't on purpose anymore. Like there are leaks, there are breaks, there are, you know, bends, there are bursts, there are all types of things that go wrong and you're instantly redlining until that gets fixed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's like depression and anxiety is like you being in that red zone too long to the point where now you have caused damage that needs to be fixed because at this point you're going to immediately redline now. Because right, what you right. have is like broken until repaired. Right. Um, you know, and it's like you can cause yourself to gain weight, you can slow down your metabolism, mm. you can decrease your energy levels, you can disrupt your sleep, you can have hair loss. Um, I mean, you could cause like really like terrible like gastrointestinal stress. Like where you have like diarrhea or you get blockage and, and some of that stuff might seem like giggly to some folks. It's like, no, nah, that's real. Like your body's not getting rid of waste properly. Mm-hmm. Like that is going to cause like a buildup of damage internally, you know? Yeah. Um, like, man, I you get like fever blisters, you know, and like, and cause like flare ups and stuff like just from stress alone. What is that? A fever blister. So there are two types of like herpes viruses. Okay. Herpes simplex one, herpes simplex two. Mm. Uh, I hope there's not more than two. But uh, one of them is, is like the, the herpes, where it's like, ah, bro, stay back. Mm-hmm. And the other one is like, kind of only flares up under certain conditions because it's a virus, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you got a cold. 
Mm-hmm. A cold is a virus, the rhinovirus. However, unless certain conditions are met, you won't see the symptoms of a cold. Mm-hmm. And so, like a fever blister is typically associated, I think, with herpes simplex too. Um, I have to fact check that later. By all means, anybody who's listening, if I'm incorrect, please let me know. Um, and like under certain conditions, like physiologically um, or externally, or internally, like you can cause yourself to get like, you know, one of those blisters that like fills up with pus and, you know, look like those little bumps that you gotta, mm. you know, kind of cover up. That's why they make stuff like a Breva and all that to get rid of those like little bumps. Cause it's really just like stress causing uh, infection and, you know, pus and, and all types of nastiness and swelling and all that stuff like, in the, the the mouth area. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, or you could get it worse. You you could have genital herpes. Wow. Yeah, it it, it gets it gets real in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just being man. honest, man. You know. Jesus. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, and so so you end up having people that are that are treating the the symptom well not the symptom the after effect of depression instead of addressing the actual like chemical imbalance then right yeah yeah so um so I, I can put it like this, right? Like I went through a major depression last year. Like first time, like I've ever gone through anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I pray the last time, like, um, you know, I'm working out like five to six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done like a 3d body scan of, of my total body weight alone, 225 pounds of my body weight was all muscle. And then the rest was fat. So you talking about like wow. your your average linebacker in the NFL as an entire person, I'm just that in muscle alone, right? Wow. So it's like I ate a lot. Like the, I know wait, the, hold on. What's up? Where do you get these scans? Um, I know well, you you have access to a lot of stuff, but no, no, no well, this uh, is actually a, <laughs> I would love to know that. <laughs> no, you can do that, bro. Like it was at a particular gym, you know, chain I was with. This is. By okay. no means a promotion of, of any sort of any kind. Uh, it's it's just a, a factual statement. Mm-hmm. I was at a chain called a Crunch Fitness, okay. and they give you a free 3D body scan. Um, and it uses like I'm not sure if they use millimeter waves or magnetic waves, but uh, in principle, I operate similar to like an MRI machine mm-hmm. because people don't know that certain like waves are able to like pass through certain things in your body, mm-hmm. like x-rays can't pass through your bone but they can pass through everything else so that's why when you get an image you can see the bones but you can't see much you know anything else meanwhile like an mri like the magnetic waves used by that can pass through everything but like water-based stuff in your body so you don't see bones in an mri but you can see like organs right 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 okay. right so it's just manipulating these things and uh this particular scan used the wavelength that was able to access like muscle tissue you know composition and it's also a scale 
So I'm standing on a scale mm. and the scale also rotates. So all these waves can keep shooting at me, almost like those airport scanners. Mm-hmm. And it gets an entire composition of my body and it breaks down and it's like, okay, we are weighing you on this scale and we've also imaged your body and I actually had like a real 3D image and it's like, based on like our scans, this much of your composition is muscle, that much of your composition is fat, this is your total weight. And like, you're also holding on to um, two sensors. Mm-hmm. And it's measuring like your respiratory rate, your, your uh, pulse. So it's like, hey, this is how much energy you're burning at rest. This is how much energy like, you know, you typically need to put in your body a day, all these fun things. And so like the amount of energy I was burning at rest is like the same as somebody who was like, you know, on a treadmill or something. That's interesting. Wow, but, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kind of. No, you, 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 man. I talk about science that's, all day. Well, not all day. I like yeah. anime too. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but um, like so to put that in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the gym every day because, or almost every day, I'm like keeping up my muscle. Like mm-hmm. my metabolism is like off the charts. Like I literally am hungry like every ninety minutes. And wow. to put that in perspective, like, I'm not eating like a stupid big meal every 90 minutes, mm-hmm. but like I do need to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So it might be like, you know, a sandwich or it might be like, you know, a, a really healthy sandwich in, in some side or, you know, mm. a, like pasta dish or, you know, two uh, tuna steaks or something or whatever. Tuna's mm. cheap, so don't, no, don't y'all come at me like, oh, bro, you rich. Nope, tuna cheap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I went from like eating, you know, multiple times a day, trying to hit my like daily goal of like 4,000 calories, 5,000 calories to like that couple protein shakes, everything, bro. I was probably eating like a bag of chips a day. Oh, wow. Or like, I, like I, or I would have like a big bag of chips and I might eat like literally a few handfuls of chips a day. I kid wow. you not, like a few handfuls of chips. Um, I just felt like sleeping all day. Like mm. I had absolutely no energy. I had no motivation. Um, it was it was terrible, man. Um, it was to the point where I I didn't want to shower. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I probably was taking a shower like every four to five days. Mm-hmm. And this is what depression, honest to goodness, looks like. And a lot of people don't know this, or they think it's like some sim- like sim- simple symptom. It's like no. Like yeah. you're not eating, you're not sleeping, like you're not resting well, like you have no motivation for anything. You can mm-hmm. sit in one spot for hours on end. Like you mm-hmm. don't want to take a shower. You might not want to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to do anything associated mm-hmm. with day-to-day functions. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at like treating... um you know, the effects of it, as opposed to treating the symptoms, you just might say, well, Chris, take a shower and you'll feel better. And it's like, nah, like I took a shower. I still feel depressed. Yeah. Well, Chris, get some sleep. Well, I've stayed, you know, up like 20 hours a day for the last five, six days. Eventually I'm going to get some sleep, but I don't wake up like, Ooh, depression gone. Mm-hmm. Like you have to treat what's causing the depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe for another episode, I'll like delve into like the details of like what was causing my depression. Yeah. But um, as it currently stands, like one of the things that really helped me was like 
I needed a change of pace. I needed a change of space. Mm-hmm. Um, moving across the country was one of the best things ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now living in LA, like I have an abundance of sunshine. Right. Like growing up in Michigan, I love my four seasons. I, I wouldn't trade those for the world. I, I've never had seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. However, I can say like it's dope waking up to like palm trees every day. Because mm-hmm. for you know, coming from Michigan and being in a valley, like you don't mm-hmm. see palm trees. When you see palm trees, you associate that with like growing up watching Nickelodeon or something. Yeah. And yeah, they're like, come yeah, to yeah. Orlando, Florida, or you look at resorts and you look at islands, and it's like, yeah. yo, I wake up to this every day. Like, yeah. yo, it's mountains right there every day. Yeah. Like people talk about swimming in the ocean, and I'm like, yeah, the ocean is right there. Mm-hmm. Or any place you talk about visiting, and I'm like, cool, man. I like I can go to Malibu, I can go to Oxnard, I can, you know, be in Ventura, I can go to Hollywood, Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. Huntington Beach, Long Beach, Laguna Beach, whatever beach, like mm-hmm. I'm right there. And like that had a significant improvement on my mood. I live in a city that like offers stuff I like to do. I had not been in cities that really had like a lot for like me. Right. So it's like, oh, no, I have diverse opportunities. It's not just like one or two of the same thing, like rebranded. It's like, no, I can do a ton of stuff. And people have to like be willing to take those risks and assess those things. Like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And I get it. Some people battle depression and they have children. I get it. That is tough. I know somebody probably listening like, man, I got kids and ain't that easy. I know it's not. I 100% know it's not that easy. I don't know how... I don't know how people like that can actually like function because like, and I thought about that uh, uh, earlier this year, like having, yeah. having kids and, and, and being depressed. I don't know, like, especially like a single parent, I don't know how anything is supposed to get done. Um, First thing is, and I learned this when I was teaching, um, honesty. Honest, open, real conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like I could say this now. Um, man, it was some days when I was teaching with some of the, like, before I went through, like, my major depression last year, like, teaching, I, I went through some serious depression, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be times, man, I was, like, taking caffeine pills. Mm-hmm. And caffeine pills are, like, 200 milligrams a pill. So it's supposed to be equivalent to a strong cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I would sit there, I'd pop two pills and I'd still be like staring off in the space like super lethargic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I just felt terrible. And I just had to be honest with my students. And I'm like, y'all, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm just not here today. Mm-hmm. I really need y'all to just chill out. Like, if y'all need me to cut on the movie, I'll cut on the movie or, you know, like no movie today. But like, if y'all wanna get on your phones, cool. Just like, please keep it down, just relax. You know, don't run across the class. I'm like, I'm just mentally not here. Yeah. And I, I think we take for granted when we get older, what mm-hmm. people younger than us like are able to uh conceptualize and think. Mm-hmm. And part of it is like, yeah, they might not think or conceptualize on our level, but it's also important for us to teach them to do so. Oh, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. we can teach them at a younger age or a younger stage, and they can do so at a younger age and stage. Mm-hmm. And if we avoid having honest conversations about mental health, if we avoid having honest conversations about like our well-being, our state of mind, mm-hmm. um, you can never trust people to understand what you're going through. 
right. and you begin to carry burdens on yourself that you don't need to carry. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, like we hear the stories of Atlas and Atlas didn't even want to have the weight of the world on his shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're not Greek myths. You know, we're, yeah. we're regular humans that go through real things in real time. Mm-hmm. Like talk to y'all family, talk to y'all kids, talk yeah. to, you know, your friends. And uh, family, friends, and kids, I need y'all to also be, like, receptive and understand, like, these are real issues. These are things that need to be normalized, and people mm-hmm. need to understand what is existing so we don't brush it off. Like, these are yeah. real problems that affect people in very real ways. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the, the, the hardest things for me was uh, actually, like, again I never talked about about my issues until I was uh-huh. already through and like one thing my, my 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 parents my sister would always say like you know you, you know you can talk and and you don't never feel like you can I can't and that, and that was one scary thing. it is but I think one of the, those uh one of the major reasons is because and I actually just had this conversation with my parents uh uh recently actually right after I, I i went through this this last bout of depression but i always i told them i said you know one of the the things that looking back like when you say i can come talk to you and all that stuff one of the reasons why it's hard to do so is because growing up and i i, I said like it wasn't even something that that you did purposefully but I didn't feel like what you needed. No, but I also I also told myself I, I was I also felt like I was uh, I wasn't able to to emotionally uh, uh, I wasn't emotionally validated as a kid. Woo! That, this is why this is a multi part series. Yeah, <laughs> because or this is a series, whatever. Yeah, because there there there's like there were times where I would, I would, you know, say something or I would react in a certain way. And when I would react, you're responding to my reaction and not the reason why I feel this way. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's one. And, and, and that's, 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 I don't even think that's just something that, that black people deal with. I think that's what everybody, everyone, you know but but as a black man coming into the understanding of who i am now you know or even like being comfortable with who i am fully you know that's that's one of the things that that i had to it it just this thing just hit me again within the last month like yeah bro was it emotionally validated so like when when I'm when I feel like I'm emotionally vulnerable, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you don't validate what I'm going through, when you haven't validated what I've what I what I've experienced or what I've been expressing in the past, I can't be vulnerable in that moment, not in that space, not in that time. It's it's hard to to share and trust mm-hmm. that. I won't just be brushed off, especially now with my mom. That's that's less likely. With my dad, yeah. w- like 
man to man, that's that's one of the that's the Ooh. harder thing to deal with. I think I think when you're talking about uh, uh, father son mother daughter, it's harder in those times. I think moms mm. are more receptive to their sons, and fathers are more receptive to their their daughters because Definitely. you're able to you're able to be open to to that opposite gender but what right. happens what happens when you have all sons or what happens when you have all daughters you know i, and I think part of that is uh that's a societal issue and again that's something we really need to like delve deep into right because when you think about like how society typically operated and this is why like the term you know patriarchy was like such a hot topic Mm-hmm. because it's basically talking about like the structure of like men having the, the dominant role in culture mm-hmm. uh you know in, in pretty much all aspects whether it be business whether it be the home mm-hmm. and what we pretty much stated dictated how everything went which you know depending on what your beliefs are that's not off however how it's operationalized in general if one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong. Most definitely. And, you know, you got girls being raised, like, you know, for our generation, like, there was the easy bake oven. Yeah. You know, there was the uh, yeah. the little baby dolls that, like, would even pee. And they showed in the commercial, like, yeah, she pees like a real baby. And you're, you're nurtured. I mean, excuse me, you're, like, trained to be, like, a nurturer from, mm-hmm. like, three or four. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see little girls around families, like, oh, let me hold the baby. And it's like, you're still a baby yourself. Like, we're still holding you in our arms, but you're, like, wanting to hold a baby. Mm-hmm. And boys don't think about this stuff. Boys aren't mm-hmm. taught these things. Like, while little girls are learning how to use an easy-bake oven, like, man, we playing with the trucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we watching figures. WWE and we wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And by the time girls hit 15 or 16, they've had 10 years in of already being a nurturer and a motherly figure, which is why you can be a teenager and be a babysitter and people trust you. And mm-hmm. they're like, guys are so immature. It's like, mm-hmm. we literally don't have the emotional intelligence that mm-hmm. you have because we weren't taught and it wasn't fostered. We mm-hmm. kind of just figured this out after we bumped our head enough Bro. by the time we hit 30 and we didn't have kids or you know, we're just now having kids. Mm-hmm. And what women are like supreme experts at we are every bit of a rookie and we're just like, what is this? What is that? I didn't know I was supposed to not say this. Yep. You know, you don't know until 20, 30 years later, where now your kid is the same age you were when you had them. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry for what I said. Mm -hmm. And you didn't mean any harm, but the damage was done. Yeah. And that tiny little crack you made has now created a entire canyon. Mm Mm-hmm. And it wasn't intentional, mm-hmm. but you ain't had the intelligence emotionally to prevent it, to mitigate it, to fill that crack in. Mm-hmm. And it's like that cycle just continues and continues and continues. And mm-hmm. it's difficult because dudes aren't told that this is a safe space enough. And there are times where society, like, you know, we got to all be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Just as men, like, might not be the greatest at this. You know, you can't tell a little boy, even as a woman, mm. you know, be a big boy, stop crying. Yep. He's expressing those emotions that he needs to express at a later point, but he's literally been told, hey, blah, 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 blah. hey wipe your face, wipe your nose, mm. quit sniffling. What are you mm. doing? Man up, mm. be tougher. 
You're just mm-hmm. a little wimp. Oh, you're a little mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a wimp. I don't want to be a baby. I'm mm-hmm. not about to get in trouble for sniffling again. You're not mm-hmm. about to see me cry because I'm not about to get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. I'm real tough. I'm real strong. I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, and but then I... when things hurt you, as your human self is gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to manage that. You don't yep. want to go get medication. You don't want to go to therapy. Yep. You don't want to seek proper treatment, whether yep. naturally, homeopathic, or chemically, to allow yourself to get over these humps. Mm-hmm. And you can carry things generationally, either genetically or cause it socially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is the reason why it's so hard for us to to get into relationships Ooh. and and. And see eye to eye because we, we, we don't even like we don't even have the uh perspective that something is wrong boy you know what i'm saying i literally just realized this Ooh. myself early this year like yo yeah. i'm not i'm not communicating properly because communication is a two-way street it's speaking and understanding I'm not doing the understanding part. All I'm doing is 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 speaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where this is exactly why I feel like we're part of the reason why I feel like we shouldn't even be getting into relationships until mid twenties to thirties because there's so much that we're still trying to work through. And I mean, even into like well into your forties and fifties, you're still working through. I think people are always evolving and working through stuff until the day they die right but like i think our generation you should be yeah but i think our generation is is the first to really do it as early as we're doing it because and i was just telling some uh uh, uh, someone this other day actually i was talking about my uncle like a like close to a month ago now um that uh i'm starting to see my dad softened a little bit yeah and my grandfather as well like like i feel as if where they are in terms of being a little more sensitive and understanding to things that's where i am now where i feel like i have that 25 year head start to to past generations I feel like our generation of men are right there now where we're just like, okay, you know what? We're, we're becoming more understanding of different things of, of how, oh, the way they did it, that's not, the, that's not how you do it. You know, like, for example, in my moments of depression, like, I'm still uncomfortable with crying. And I'm talking about in my room by myself lights are off still like i'm still struggling with like let it go like cry cry and 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 i'm fighting myself to cry (laughs) you You, you know what's what's really interesting was i was about to crack a joke uh, as i struggle with that too Mm -hmm. but that also highlights like a very real issue of still having to work with uh emotional intelligence and comfortability mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. one of the things i could do so easily is crack jokes oh yeah it's so like, easy it is, to do bro i was about to 
at my, my grandfather's guess. funeral, I was cracking jokes. Man, and people don't even understand, like, you're really hurting, but you don't feel comfortable expressing hurt like this. Like, I've cried before, and people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I've cried, like, man, I used to, like, cry mass. Like, when I got angry, mm-hmm. like, I would cry at the same time. Yeah, and then I've, I've seen people, people like that before. Yeah, and it's like yeah. because like I have all these emotions at once. It's like so I typically don't get angry, but like mm-hmm. when I'm sad, I really don't cry either. And this is like an overwhelming overflow of emotions mm-hmm. all at the same time, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a rage. And I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. you don't need to get upset because yeah. you go off. Yeah. But the problem is, is I was like, yo, how do I like let this stuff out otherwise? Because mm-hmm. all I'm gonna do is get upset because he's laughing at me when I'm crying. Yeah. People like, why are you crying? Chin up. I don't feel like chin up right now. Like mm-hmm. somebody just died. I don't feel like chin up right now because I, I feel like a, a failure. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's one of those like when you go back to the earlier question you asked, like, how do you mitigate some of this stuff? What you're telling me to do is like actually just changing something in the right now circumstance, but you're not actually telling me how to mitigate this issue in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I used the example earlier, like if I'm going through depression and that's causing me to not take showers, taking a shower is not going to cause me to get out of depression. Yeah. Right. Having fun, having socialization, feeling love, feeling like I belong, having a routine, mm-hmm. feeling a sense of purpose Mm-hmm. That will help me get out of depression. When I feel those things, I'm going to take showers because I desire to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat because I desire to, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm going to be like kempt because I desire to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like simply taking care of one of these things that like fell off the market is not a remedy to fixing the overall issue. Right. And so it's just like, we really have to get better at like understanding how these things work. Because again, you see those memes and they talk about people like Robin Williams and they're like, but he made so many people laugh. And it's like, that doesn't mean he wasn't going through things. He probably didn't feel like he had an outlet to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, jokes aside, like to a degree, like I I did crack a few jokes and some of them were funny, but after so long, you got kind of old. And I'm like, man, I feel sorry for Will Smith. Because he's he's an immensely funny and talented dude, but like he's starting to bear his soul, and the internet is eating him up. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. talking about like, yo, my son didn't want to legally be my son anymore. Mm-hmm. My daughter wanted a dead guy, you know, to be like her father. Like I went through these issues wait, with wait, my wait, wife. Wait, hold up, Tupac. T- were oh yeah, uh, apparently like, she had wrote a letter to like. Tupac and it was like I'm crying and though I've never met you I feel like I've known you my whole life and yeah I know don't I bro <laughs> bro that'd be grounds for divorce right there <laughs> oh man hey that red Yo. table is is hot bro let me bro, tell you there is no way there is yeah. no way I mean, it's like you already got to know how does she feel like she knows Tupac and ain't never met Tupac because it wasn't for Will. No, it wasn't. Mm -mm. Yo, hey, hey, bro. I, if anybody feel you, I feel you. You heard uh, Crunk Juice like, hey, if anybody feel you, I feel you, bro. 
like look yeah i crack jokes too i crack jokes too I, yeah dog it's, yeah. it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not something you can avoid but like, i the pain here uh, right right <laughs> right it, but it's it's but it's it's one of those things though like because like dude is obviously going through stuff you can see it yeah when, definitely when, they, when he was on red table talk discussing yeah, yeah. this whole thing you, you could see it like that that was that was transparent but oh yes i think that's one of the things that the the idea that we're starting to like as men though yeah look at it and be like yo this is funny but on the flip side yo like dude is really going through something to me like i'm just honestly i feel like that shows the progression in where to where we are now like because had this happened in in like in our parents generation or earlier yo bro look, let me look bro if if uh uh richard Pryor were alive do you know how many oh, folks think let this have happened in the 80s <laughs> you see what i'm saying if this bro. had happened in the 70s or 80s hey you 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 gotta fight somebody after that bro oh no no no, no fighting is not an option like dude is like straight up dying like like it's bro i richard Pryor would have had a oh he would oh day. man he would have had so much fun with this eddie murphy would have made it worse oh Red you know, Fox would have ripped into him. Man, Red Fox would have made him cry. You know, I'm thinking <laughs> guys like Andrew Dice Clay. Bernie Mac. How, oh, man, bro. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, like, but this is this is real, though. Yeah, yeah. And you got, yeah. like, these, this generation that, that feels like, yo, we got to hold it in. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Why are you talking about it publicly? Because that's another thing, like, like, I think that we we're we've made this evolution Ooh. in society where it's okay to to discuss the things that you're dealing with. Like us have sitting this have, sitting down have this conversation talking about depression and anxiety. Ten years ago, definitely not. We're happening. not having this conversation. Definitely not. Happening. Five years ago, we're not having this conversation. No. You know what I'm saying? So like. I feel like we're at least making this progress where 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 we're thinking about things differently. We're at least we're at least making a consideration of like, hey, this might not be the best thing to 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 laugh at. Yeah, seriously. Like you oh. see what I'm saying? Like it's it's because I know like, some of the things that I've gone through, it's just like, yo, like if if laughing was the thing that made me feel better in different situations where like at funerals or, or something like that, where like the only way I can get through is if I'm laughing e- to myself, even just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even making, making jokes at people. Right. But for example, my, my, at my grandfather's funeral, I was one of the pallbearers. This is what, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. I'm one of the pallbearers and the only way I could even like mentally get through the, the 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 thought of holding this onto this casket was thinking about him 
just like popping up and going booga booga. booga. <laughs> like it's it's the like, stupidest you, thing. No, but it's like you'd rather be overwhelmed with something that silly because dealing with the grief and the sadness is debilitating. It, bro, I mean, and it was the hardest thing. That in fact, that was the first that was the first uh, uh death that I actually felt. Like my grandmother died when I was three years old. Yeah. I did I didn't know her, right? Mm-hmm. Still hurts me because I didn't grow up around her. I feel you. And I didn't experience a lot of things that other people uh, experienced growing up with going to their grandmother's house and you know all that stuff. I never experienced any of that. But like at 20, going through that where I'm just like, yo, this is the first time I ran to the bathroom to cry. I didn't cry in in the in the uh, during the service. I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm sitting there just like, you know, stoic, right? Mm-hmm. Real, real, real stone face. But I before before the funeral started, before the service started, I'm in the bathroom bawling my eyes out. And then when my dad came in there, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, <clears throat> but he's yeah. like, he sees it. He's like, yo, you like, I, I know. He's like, this is the first first person you've lost. Like. I get it. And, 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 but it's one of those things where it's just like, like, and I even see like, like in, with the, 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 the change with my relationship with my dad now, like I'm talking about within the last six months, like I just started seeing this, this summer where, um, where like, he's actually like acknowledging certain things with me. And I'm like, yo, like, I didn't realize these are things that I needed when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? No. It's it's like it's 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 like you're getting that validation uh 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 uh, as a man where like yo, I needed this as a kid. And not not even to blame my dad, because I get like the process, I get the the, I get the how this how the, the chain of events, I get how all that happened, right? But it's like, this is what I needed as a kid. So now I know when I become a father, yo, like I can, I can, I can make sure that my kids are emotionally validated. I can make sure my kids, uh, 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 know it's a safe, this is a safe space for you to talk to me. I don't care how you say it. I don't care. Like, uh, 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 how you like the emotions that you have. If if like here is is a is a is a good space for you to vent, so we can work through, because like I think that's that's another thing like we weren't taught like how to properly work through our feelings, bro. Between... And so that comes out in a in a in a violent way. <laughs> you know it, what I'm saying? It's violent and bro, really, like when my grandma uh, died. Um, mm-hmm. She died when actually, man, it was like a week before I was supposed to defend my thesis. Oh wow! And I remember like having to reschedule it, and I drove back to Michigan, and like that whole week, like prepping for everything, like I did not cry. I drove mm-hmm. back to Michigan, man, like I did not cry, mm-hmm. and it was something crazy. Like I pull up to the funeral home, I'm good, mm-hmm. and I saw her in the casket, and unbeknownst to me, man. Actually, no, no. Prior to that, it was, it was two things that happened. One, man, I was driving on the highway. Mm-hmm. And this is like when we talk about like managing emotions. Like I had no idea I was going to cry. 
Like I'm yeah, just yeah, literally yeah. chilling, listening to music, and tears started flowing from my eyes like mm-hmm. crazy. It was mm-hmm. to the point where like I literally couldn't see where I was going, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. kind of thrown off because I'm like, I'm chilling. Why am I crying so hard right now? Mm-hmm. And I had such an emotional disconnect that I was able to logically process the fact that I'm crying while like still feeling so overwhelmed that I'm crying mm-hmm. and like it didn't even click to me mm-hmm. because like I'm so detached from my emotions and how to mm-hmm. deal with them mm-hmm. like seeing her like I cried again and I'm like why am I crying and yeah. it wasn't the simple fact that I could just be like let it out I'm asking myself why are you doing this yeah because you're not supposed to be doing this yeah because we're programmed that way yeah it, there's yeah. a lot of unlearning that we have to do as a society but as men like you know like we have a and especially as black men we have a lot of stuff that we have to break down and 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 work through which is like again why i think it's almost better for us to wait on either relationships or having kids that's real so young because i like that's God. No, I mean, emotionally, there are things that we aren't ready for because there are things mm-hmm. that we also haven't experienced. Mm-hmm. There are things that we have experienced and we haven't emotionally processed the weight or the depth of it all. Mm-hmm. And all of that makes a lot of sense. All of that is valid. And I don't mm-hmm. think we give enough weight to it mm-hmm. because I didn't think about these things till I did therapy. By the way, quick plug, y'all, please go to therapy. Yeah. Like, I used to think therapy was like some crackpot suggestion or like, man, I'm crazy. I got to sit on this couch and mm-hmm. I got to tell you all these things and you just judging me. And it's like, all right, well, why are you doing this? Well, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And the reality is therapy is like your best friend without the judgment and without the bias. Right, right, right. And it's like somebody that can give you very like, you know, focused suggestions because they're not thinking of your past. They're not mm-hmm. thinking of your present. And I'm thinking of your future, like with all these, well, I remember when, and I know about you. Mm-hmm. No, you got to tell them. And then they're able to spotlight gaps in like what you're saying. They're able okay. to spot connections in what you're saying. They're mm-hmm. able to help you like view it from different angles and piece it together. Mm-hmm. And it's really, for lack of a better word, therapeutic. It's relieving. Right, right, like, right. It's very relieving and it's very insightful. And it wasn't until I did therapy where I like realized some stuff I had to work on. Um, because whenever I explain stuff, I didn't realize how emotionally detached I was to uh, my therapist stopped me. It was like, Kristen, whenever you discuss stuff, she's like, you're very well spoken, mm-hmm. but you tend to tell me things logically. How do you feel? But see, that that's how we, we operate. We, exactly. we operate I, with logic. Exactly. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So I'm not yeah. doing it. That's all yeah. there is to it. That's it. She's like, but how yeah. does that really make you feel? I'm like, it don't matter how I feel. Yeah. I can't do this or I don't need to do this or I won't do this. Yeah. Who cares how I feel? Yeah. Like yeah. feelings don't pay bills. You know, feelings don't do these things. Feelings ain't going to give me the job. I operate in my feelings. Mm-hmm. I can lose this. I can lose mm-hmm. the opportunity. I can lose the deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, forget my feelings. Nobody cares about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And this person is like, I care. And it just, like, I started crying. And I'm like, right when you heard that, right? Bro, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I felt it. Mm-hmm. And I went from the age of 14 to like 24. And I probably cried literally four times. Sounds about and right. I remember each specific time. 
Mm-hmm. I cried because I was so pissed that like I um wasn't getting enough clock on the baseball team. Uh and that's when I was 14. I cried. Uh one one of my uh childhood friends, man. This is like the first real loss I had when he died my senior year of college mm-hmm. abruptly. I cried some extremely random, unforsaken night with my homeboys. And this mm-hmm. is an absolutely hilarious story that would never make a podcast. <laughs> and we was just all like crying. And we was like, why are we crying? It's like, I'm crying because you cried. It's like, you made me cry. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. It was just like, and we could look back at it and laugh. We was like, bro, we were tweaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, you know, on a, on a like, for real deal, no, though, like, we really weren't tweaking. It was, like, one of the, like, realest expressions that we actually needed to make. Mm-hmm. But as me and you have already spoken about, dudes aren't really taught to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we really, it was, like, weird for us. Because the reality was, I, I remember now, we started crying because it was, like, yo, man, we've been on this journey together through college, like, and it's been dope. And it wasn't, like, we just been friends through undergrad. It's, like, yo, we literally were, like, 18-year-old boys Mm-hmm. We entered in manhood mm-hmm. together and we've shared like a ton of experiences. Right. Happy, sad, funny, angry, some of them like near death and everything, like finances, like relate, mm-hmm. like we shared so much. And we're like, yo, this is not going to be the same anymore. Mm-hmm. And it it caused like this overwhelming, you know, flood of emotions that we didn't know how to deal with. Exactly. exactly. And then the, the, the fourth time was uh when my grandma passed. So it's like mm-hmm. in that four year span, like I cried once every like on average, like, you know, technically every two and a half years. But the reality was mm-hmm. like 14, uh, 20, mm-hmm. 21, and 24. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cause I think I did the same thing from like 12 to 27. 11 to 27. My, and it's like, yeah. My, my dad almost died. My mom almost died. So my dad almost died when I was when I was 11. My mom almost died when I was 15, 16. Had a had a guy that um I didn't really know him too well. Mm-hmm. But his 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 little brother and his mom I knew very well. Still still to this day, I look at him as like a little brother. But his older brother was my age. We both graduated high school same time. Okay. Going from high school graduation to college that summer, he got shot and killed. So I okay. I, I cried over that because of, because of how it was going to affect his family. Yeah yeah yeah, that's that's super real. People that that are family to me, right? Uh, my grandfather. And then at 20, and then I think 20, 27, um, uh, my last relationship, um, uh, stuff happened with us. And then like, I, 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 cause she, she lives in Pennsylvania. I went up there one, one day and, um, we, we were, we were in a long distance relationship, of course. So. I went up there and she and I actually just talked everything out and yeah. 
my my the entire time like because i was the wrong i was one of the wrong yeah and uh she comes over to me puts her hands on my face and 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 said like listen everything's okay like i i, I love you i'm not i'm not going i'm not judging you on xyz and i right right there that ugly cry like i was just sitting i was like Bro. like no i was like her hands Ooh. like my face is in her hands and i'm just like bro i feel yeah. like and i yeah. i was like stop it stop crying stop crying stop crying but i like i can't stop crying and then you, you never felt something like that before like but like just a simple act of just like like you said the touch right so it's like so was really fun oh no like, no, no was, i was no good good yeah, well, and this is important to know, right? Because going back to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like mm-hmm. you know, love and belonging is just like third, like three out of five. But like the fourth one is like esteem, like respect, status, recognition. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like you got to think about it. In order to get like respect and and to get recognition and all that, prior to that, you need to have friendship, intimacy, a connection. But even before that, you need security. Safety yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and mental yeah. security is just as important as like physical security, yeah. Because you know, granted, if your physical body dies, then nothing matters mentally, and mm-hmm. some things can be off mentally, but physically, you can still be safe. At the same mm-hmm. token, your your mental drives your physical. Mm-hmm. So it's like I understand in those moments you you were able to connect with somebody feel like you were loved and that you belonged and that mm-hmm. like let your sense of connection flourish mm-hmm. and you felt free enough to like let whatever issues you had in esteem like just flow Bro. and I've been there and it's yeah like since I've had a better understanding of myself emotionally probably around 2019 and I unlocked it I went from like having cried like four times in 10 years to probably having cried like 10 or 15 times in a year. I was just about to say the same thing. I think yeah, man. Since, it's... since 18 for me, 2018 till now, I, I, especially in the last year, actually, I, count. I was about to say, you know what? 18 till, till 20, because last year I was completely emotionally unavailable like i like Mm -hmm. i couldn't i couldn't feel anything and i didn't understand why like i was just i was so i think it was like like being emotionally backed up like i was i was like i couldn't feel anything and that was also why um uh, uh uh you know that relationship ended because i just i could not i couldn't be there in that in that way yeah. so yeah like this whole year has just been me getting that like like fixed and turning that around because of the fact that like during that space last year and this is this is apart from the pandemic like of course yeah, the pandemic yeah, yeah, played a sure. part of it but this is a this is like removing that hole because i don't even want that as an excuse right like I I was just so like I was tight. I couldn't figure out why. Like I knew I knew I knew I wanted things certain things to be done 
certain way and I needed I needed I wanted to move into the next step of life and everything like that right but like I couldn't figure out how to get there and again it's the overthinking where like my overthinking is just boom 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 and it's leading to anxiety a lot of anxiety a lot of anxiety then going into depression and trying to like you know yeah. go back into my old ways to just shake it off you know and 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 you know you're good you're good and it was it was draining completely draining so again this year has just been just unlearning a lot of things that that has damaged me a lot you know and and that's not to say there's no more depression or anxiety because of course you oh, know no, man it's, it's it, it can it's real I mean, I, I know if I get caught slipping, I can go back into depression. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've even battled it since making this move because mm-hmm. there are certain things that have, like, kind of, like, triggered me. Like, I, I, I fully get it, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we talk about, like, those those four main chemicals, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, serotonin, the mood stabilizer, like, how do you get that? Like, yeah, man, walk in the sun, like do things that are like beneficial to your body, you know, run mm-hmm. exercise. Because one of the reasons that I had such a strong trigger of major depression, so like it literally just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, besides so much that I was going through, it really happened during COVID-19 and the shutdowns and mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the gym. Right. And so right. we talk about like going five, six times a week. I'm spending like hours in there. It's literally like, my safe space my sanctuary and i'm listening to music um and also to note as a musician like i love music sounds i uh, like i see mm-hmm. sounds i operate with them mm-hmm. um i probably listen on average to like 28 to thirty-five thousand minutes of music a year Yo, i don't even know how to measure that bro spotify <laughs> Oh, see, I'm on title. Yeah, I, I yeah. Don't even know. <laughs> I, bro, I, I mean, I didn't even really realize like I was listening to that much, right? But like, mm-hmm. if I'm in the gym, I'm listening. I'm like knocking out albums. I'm just chilling. I'm listening to it on the way to the gym, on the way back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's excluding like my usage of YouTube that I do at night, like where I listen to stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I constantly listen to motivational talks, sermons, and so forth. But it's like putting all that in perspective is like because I didn't have access to these realms, I didn't have the same sense of like pleasure from these activities. So mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't listening to anything. I wasn't like following, you know, these trends. And mm-hmm. as a consequence, like I slipped into a very crazy depression right. because I'm not exercising. I'm not, you know, stabilizing my mood and releasing like in the gym, you know, weights and cardio and music all at once. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't able to do self-care activities. My dopamine levels were low. Like mm-hmm. they caused me to like not celebrate little wins because what am I winning at? I, I can't stabilize myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt isolated, you know? And that's when you like lower your oxytocin where sometimes you just need a hug, man. Like I was looking at random folk and I'm like, man, I, I don't even have time to explain. Like I'm, I don't mean this in a weird way. I was like, can I just get a hug? Like. And like people, I'm like, you know, someone cool with at minimum. I'm like, I, I really just need a hug. Mm-hmm. And it was like the power of that because it was like, I just feel so ridiculously low, mm-hmm. so low. And it was crazy, like being away from family, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
And sometimes you can feel like that way, like with family, it just depends on your situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was important. Um, and thank God, like I'm a chemist because yeah, yeah. I know how to like dissect research papers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I found like treatments because um, I actually got to the point where I felt like I needed a psychiatrist because I needed somebody to prescribe medication for me to help my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but wasn't able to get in. And so that's when I used my everyday genius. <laughs> no, but like, you know, I looked up papers and um, mm-hmm. I found like certain either over the counter medicines or like natural medicines uh, performed at the same levels as, you know, like pharmaceutical, like drugs that were put on the market mm-hmm. and one of them was like saint john's wort which is an herb an african herb mm-hmm. um and i didn't use that one because it increases photosensitivity like basically it increases your sensitivity to light which can mm-hmm. cause like sunburn flakiness mm-hmm. and all that and it takes like four to six weeks to like kick in oh wow there was one called five htp i think that's five hydroxy tryptophan so yeah, you told me to get that yeah that, cause that's the one that'll help you like with, with sleep because it causes like drowsiness potentially mm-hmm. and if you take it at night like it helps uh reuptake serotonin oh okay okay and so like you'll wake up with more energy as opposed to like the serotonin i get spent is like ah we're going to revive you and you get to use it and continue to build and boost yourself instead of feel like you're constantly fighting from behind and the other one i took uh i mean excuse me and the one i took not the other one, but the one I took was Sam E, capital S, capital A, capital M, dash E, which is uh, the S adenosylmethionine, I think. Um, and for my people who are not chemically astute, the S um, denotes how it is oriented in 3D space. Little do people know you can't just put a chemical together, mm. like depending on how that chemical is oriented in 3D space will determine its function. Mm. And for people who want to understand it like this, put your shoes on. You don't think twice about it. You have your toes facing the front. Yeah. What would you do if your toes were facing your heels? Well, Chris, that doesn't make sense. Exactly. That's yeah. how these chemicals are oriented in 3D space. You don't want to have yeah. it facing backwards because it can't run a reaction. If you have it facing the right way, then you can run a reaction. It's not enough to simply exist. It has to be oriented properly. Okay. 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 And um, that one you can take in the daytime. It boosted my uh, energy levels. It kicks in in about three, three or four days. You start to feel the small boost. It reaches like full power. Uh, I mean, its levels are over 9,000. After mm-hmm. uh, That was an anime reference. Okay. This is Dragon okay. Ball Z reference. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See. Okay. It's I'm cool. Not. You missed it because you're not an anime guy. No, nah, right. I'm not. <laughs> we're, Which, we're going to cycle it back. Of course, that was also due to church too, but that's a different conversation. Sheesh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like after about two weeks, though, it kicks in like full strength and it really helped bring me out of a major depression. Mm. It is safe to take for up to a year at a time with uh, no reported side effects. Um, you know, you, you take it in the morning on an empty stomach with a B vitamin because mm. B vitamins help you metabolize energy. So it's like, imagine you have to cut a yard. A B vitamin is like having three people help you cut the same yard. Mm-hmm. It's just more efficient. It increases efficiency to do the same task. Okay. That's what B vitamins do for your body. Okay. 
Um, and bro, it helped me out majorly. I went from eating like a couple handfuls of chips to like actually eating meals again in a day. Oh wow. Yeah, like, and it wasn't like, oh, depression's gone. It's like, nah, I was still fighting. And it was like, yo, if I slipped for a couple of days, like you could feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I was like, yo, I need to continue taking this because it is, you know, a really beautiful like supplement that's helping me out. But there are things that are out there and they perform just as well as like Zoloft and you know, some of the other like more famous medications that are made to help like treat, you know, depression and mm-hmm. and bipolar. Well, I should say bipolarism, but um depression and anxiety, which some of those like symptoms, depending on how strong depression and anxiety is, can like trigger bipolarism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just back and forth, or you know, if you have it, it like can really cause it to ooh, just punch through. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, there there are treatments over the counter to help out. You know, um, I take a vitamin D supplement, and ever since major depression last year, I've been regularly doing that. Side note: Black people, um, I thoroughly encourage you to take vitamin D uh, because as Black people and Brown people, also we don't get enough vitamin D because mm-hmm. melanin um, tends to block UV rays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and of course, like melanin uh is produced in response to getting hit by uv rays so it's like we don't die we multiply that is mm-hmm. melanin's like stance in life mm-hmm. which is why we get darker when we get like more sun exposure right, right right right. but if you recall in the earlier segment like the sun exposure gives us the uv rays to cause mm-hmm. chemical reactions to produce vitamin d inside us Right. So if we got all this melanin produced to block all the sun's rays, then we aren't causing these chemical reactions to get the vitamin D internally, which is why black people typically don't get skin cancers. However, we do get like osteoporosis and like bone brittleness and stuff like that because we aren't getting enough vitamin D from the sunlight from being outside. Wow. So okay. I encourage y'all to uh, black and brown people take a vitamin D supplement, especially if you got jobs and you're inside a lot, you know, you think about it, you're in the office all day. Then even if you do work out and go to the gym, you're still inside. You're not getting a lot of natural light. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on where your climate is at, you ain't got a lot of sunshine. It was overcast. Mm-hmm. Like do your body a favor. It is safe. If you do not believe me, which I am not a doctor as in a physician. Yeah. yeah. Talk to a physician. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Reach out to somebody that is medically trained, that has gotten, you know, degreed and certified by, you know, some association nationally that is trusted and get their opinion on this. Right. Right. And and hopefully what I've told you is consistent with what they've been taught and it checks out. And this is something that you can start implementing in your day-to-day life. Well, this is good. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm, you know, this, this is good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I'm, 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 I've already taken the down some. I already noted some of the things I'm going to go ahead and buy. So, hey, I'm, hey, I yeah. promise you, it, it, it'll yeah. change your life, man. Yeah, man. Back but, at it again. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, man. You know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to do good by the people. You know, yeah, man. Good for the people. 
I, I recognize uh, the more and more we talk, I'm like, dang, this really ain't common knowledge. That's crazy. It's not. It's not because like, we don't. I mean, depending on 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 your background or or environment, none of this stuff is even really highlighted that much. You, you learn about the basic stuff with 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 chemistry, and then yeah, man, keep going, and and especially like for especially when you're not in that field like yeah. you don't i mean this of course this this is an everyday thing like this is something you you you, you interact with every day but well you don't think about it like that I, I know i don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff like that anyway so oh bro I, yeah man look honestly part of it is because it's a blend of me having a passion for it but being so highly trained in it i literally see and think this stuff but part of it is also how you implement it because I do have friends who are like trained in chemistry, just like I was like, we took the same courses. In some cases I took like additional courses, like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, analytical chemistry and using all these machines that tell you all these little details, physical chemistry, what happens inside that flask, inside that machine, mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. with electrons, physical, organic, organometallic chemistry, which is like, man, we could talk about everything from making catalysts to make your plastics like way more efficient to making your cancer medications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, organometallics was like, yo, if there was ever any point in time for me to cut somebody out, like, this is it. Like, I didn't even know chemistry <laughs> yeah. could do this. Yeah. All these years. Yeah. And this is real? Yeah. Oh, y'all gotta be lying. Yeah. Shoot. Like, you know, taking those and like it, it changes how you view the world. Yeah. And, you know, once you're able to really like digest that and break it down, like you could present it to people like, OK, this is where you see it every day. This is how it's operationalized. Like I laugh because mm-hmm. I didn't see something pop up all the time. And it's like, man, another day going by and I haven't used Y equals MX plus B. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> y'all high key use it all the time. You just yeah, don't yeah. think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been on a date? You ever thought about how much money you got? And if you buy X amount of items, like what is your limit? What is it going to come out to be with taxes? Oh, are you high key using slope intercept? You know, the more of this you do, (laughs) this is how much it's going to increase. Are you buying drinks? Oh man, each one of these drinks is $12. If I buy... Oh, okay. Y equals MX plus B. But go off. You ain't using it. You ain't learning nothing. <laughs> you know, let, let, me, let me stop off my uh my little podium, you know what I'm saying? Defending STEM against the masses that be hating on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, that that's uh, that's that's a that's a good way to look at it. Cause then you know, again, we don't we just don't think about it like that. But this was not gonna a- talk about dating and drinks in the classroom. They're so focused on theory that yeah. they don't think about application. Right, right. So, and and this 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 actually helped a lot with figuring out how to uh, uh, manage anxiety and depression um, yes. on a more, I guess, I guess a more more um, holistic perspective. Yeah, because yeah. that's something that like has always been something since I've acknowledged that that's something that I've dealt with that trying to figure out okay like how do i like is this something that i can i can manage with without going into medication again mm-hmm. because 
this is something that you know again i don't i don't i don't want to deal with medication like that i uh, that is a quick side note mm-hmm. and i say this with all humility and all respect um physicians tend to run things when it comes to our like physiological needs and responses mm-hmm. and i thoroughly 100 percent wholly respect acknowledge the need for and um you know, just give reverence to their profession because we all have specialties, right? right? The one thing we also have to recognize is that physicians don't have all the knowledge. Chemists don't have all the knowledge either, right? Mm -hmm. We all specialize in something different. Mm -hmm. As a chemist, especially somebody who currently works in the uh, industry where I make medications, therapies, and so forth, Mm -hmm. the stuff that I make goes to the physicians to give to you. So right. they know more about the body. I know about what I gave them to put in your body. Right. And with our knowledge combined, we have an understanding that, hey, while I gave you this, there are more things that I can make and there are multiple ways to fix that issue. Right. Now, this is the issue that pops. Then on the business side, business people are like, yo, we're going to keep this and this is what we're going to push. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be understated that there are remedies that aren't necessarily like something that comes from like, you know, and I say this with all due respect, but like, you know, Pfizer, Merck, or, you know, uh, some of these larger companies, mm-hmm. Bayer and so forth. And it's like, not that they aren't trustworthy. It's just that there is more than one means to one end. Right. And so for some people, some of these issues really can be mediated or mitigated by a, a really nice diet and good exposure and interaction. Mm-hmm. some people you might need one of these uh medications from these companies and some people you might be able to take something over the counter right. it really varies from person to person because we all vary and the body is a big chemical reactor right and genetically that means we all are slightly different in how we process those reactions mm-hmm. some things are common across the board some things aren't so right. you know don't be afraid to uh, explore your options and get a really firm understanding of everything that you need. All right, so uh, everybody, you know, I thank y'all for for tuning in, listening to me, you know, the Blackamist, aka Kristen Robinson, or really I should say Kristen Robinson, aka the Blackamist. I don't know, either or works. But, uh, you know, again, my, my goal with all of these episodes is just to provide a very open, a very free, but still informative dialogue blending real life as well as science together. Uh, you know, again, uh, I forgot to tell y'all this in the beginning, but if anybody had any concerns, questions or whatever, you're able to reach out to me um, and you can find all of my contact info by going to Linktree, my Linktree, which uh, for people who aren't familiar with what Linktree is, it is an aggregate link that when you go to this hyperlink or this website, it presents all of the different mediums in which you can contact me. So if you go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Everyday Genius, um, and you enter that in, you're able to access how you can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, you can actually watch this particular episode on YouTube. You can go to the Facebook, which is a uh, facebook.com slash everyday genius 365. And you can also access the Instagram page, which is instagram.com slash everyday genius 365. 
or if you simply type in Everyday Genius 365 in the Instagram app, you're also able to access this. Um, I will be posting, you know, time to time content that is funny, scientifically relevant, and uh, informative all at the same time. That's good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, you can find me at Derek underscore OTS or just follow the OTS brand, OTS Media Co. All social media handles, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube.com forward slash OTS, uh, OTS Media Co. Um, look in the link in the bio. You find everything from that point as well. Yes, I encourage y'all to please do that. Um, OTS is a company a company that supports multiple types of podcasts that deliver multiple types of content. So everything from relationships and marriage to wrestling, to music, to movies and media, to uh, science. And there is something for everyone. So I do encourage you to go to these links, check out some of the other podcasts, give people feedback. You know, we're, we're humans just like you. We listen, we'll grow. We'll continue to give you a good content. And, you know, you'll also be able to see more and more of, of Derek, the man, his his well-groomed beard and his uh, shadow fade, which he tried to get all extra fancy because I don't remember that hey. Jason Tatum jersey being in the background. Oh, it's, got, it's been it's been there since since I've had this setup. You said since you had that that, that fade? This, no. <laughs> you said the teeth whitening? No, I'm just playing, man. <laughs> But I'll tell you right now, let me let me learn how to fade my own hair. It is over. Oh, big light skin energy. Over, oh, bro. I, I swear on everything. Swear on everything. Hey, go ahead and uh, get a get a heart cut in the corner of your uh your head. Hey man, I'm not that light skin. <laughs> right. look, I only look like this because the lights are on me. That's it. Oh, okay. That's, that's a good I'm, one. I'm peanut butter. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm I'm the teller, bro. You know, since we, we lying right now. That's cool. You know, in fact, I am actually black. Let's go with that. Juicy J on spin wheels, spinning like a pinwheel. I am crunchy. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, let me stop while I get the clown. <laughs> gonna, gonna. Oh, Bring back to Jalen Rose. For, yeah, for yeah. Really from uh, my man's Blade Icewood. Shout out to Detroit. You know, three and three got mad love for you. Two for eight, you get love too. Ninety nine all day, baby. <laughs> Appreciate you for having me on the show, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's it's fun every time. I, I appreciate you yes, for sir. letting me have a show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt, man. We'll, we'll do this again for sure. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. All right.